Hello friends, welcome to my podcast Princesses and Palace. I'm Chaya Shrivatsa and I'm going to share with you some very interesting insights into the way a princess lives in a palace. No, I am not a princess, nor do I live in a palace, but due to what Warren Buffett would call ovarian chatbot, I was selected to be a companion to the princess of Mysore, Gayatri Devi of the Wadiyar family. I do hope you enjoyed my first segment about how I got into being a companion to the princess of Mysore, Gayatri Devi of the Wadiyar family. I spoke about the other companions, I spoke about the school, but I have a lot more to tell you about the school. We did follow the regular state syllabus. I don't think we had any fancy things that you have now. You know the various syllabus? We had only the state syllabus, I think. And why did the Maharaja think of having a private school for his daughter? Why couldn't he send her to a regular school? That's because at that time, though the Maharaja was stripped of his title as Maharaja, he was known as the Raj Pramukh and their family had the parda system where the women did not go out. That's the reason why he wanted a private school for his daughter but with the same syllabus as all other students. And as we went to higher classes, now for example when we came to do science and we had to do dissection, we went to another school called the Arso Boarding School which was started by the royal family for girls only and we would go there in the afternoon during their lunch time so that the science class was held exclusively for the five of us and I remember the fat frog which we had to dissect that's the time we all decided we don't want to do science and how did we go there to that school in the afternoon as I said during their lunch time we were carted there I wouldn't say carted we were driven there by none other than the Maharaja's Rolls Royce and with the screens down so that nobody could see us from outside. You know, it didn't seem strange to us at that time. It seems like that's the way everybody is. So after the science class, we would come back to the palace to do the rest of the classes. And we were in the girl guides too. And for that, we went to the Good Shepherd Convent where we had the regular exercises for girl guides and we had those lovely uniforms. You know the girl guide uniforms, blue with that uh, uh, lovely kind of uh, gold tassel thing. Oh, it was fun. So we were not denied any of the things that normal school girls enjoyed. Of course, it was exclusive, but we had it all. So at no time did you feel out of sync with the regular education. And... I would like to focus more on the English class because Mrs. Phyllis Watsa who taught us was amazing. She was the one who taught the Maharaja. She also went every evening after our class. She would go to the Zalana where the Maharani lived and teach her also English. She would write down her speeches for her make her repeat them, correct? So the Maharani spoke very good English. 
she corrected her diction and pronunciation and it was all done in such a professional manner mrs de freese was a little strict but she was a really good science teacher she lived near the palace quarters because her husband was part of the band the palace band he, i think he played the violin she had two daughters one of them was the companion and her sister and she had two sons now with this kind of schooling our time was extremely tight but my grandmother did not think so as soon as i reached home she would have the hindi teacher mr yulbina to come home and teach me and veena because veena was in the neighborhood teach me and veena hindi again veena and i would just run away and hide somewhere but yulbina would stay there he said let them come back so we kind of crawled out of that wherever we were hiding and come and sit to learn hindi but i am so thankful to my grandmother though she was not highly educated or anything she somehow felt hindi was going to be the national language and i must learn that language and i'm thankful to her because now my facility with the language is pretty good and it has helped me professionally a lot because i've even taken training programs in hindi for workers and you know the lower strata of the working class in companies well coming back to school we had tests regular tests and each one of us came first by turn nobody needs to be feeling bad about it so sometimes we got 24 out of 25 sometimes we got 23 out of 25 but you know it didn't really bother us because at that time uh i don't think there was a compulsion about competition in marks you did well you got marks you didn't do well you didn't get marks but it did not make you a good student or a bad student it just made you a student who studied well or who did not study well so nothing made our self esteem go down and it wasn't because she's a princess she should get more marks and the rest of us must get less than her no nothing like that the teachers were extremely objective and rated us according to our performance but we did get a little bit of mrs watson's peace of mind because she was the principal when we didn't do too well and say hey pull up your socks what's happening so that was cool i want to tell you more about each of the companions because you see they say satsang they call it right the company you keep shapes you as a person so since we were such a small group of five people oh by the way we did have another person who joined us for a very short while because her father was the private secretary to the maharaja appointed by the government so farida darasha i'll tell you more about her when i speak about the friends individually i'll tell you more about them a little later maybe in the next segment but coming back to school i want to talk about the reading habit we all cultivated thanks to the beautiful books that the maharaja brought for us from his trips abroad i remember started reading the nodi series remember that nodi goes to school nodi does this and nodi does that small little books so interesting and that hooked us all into the reading habit then came enid blyton and the rest of them but these books were not available in india 
We were really lucky because His Highness used to bring these books for us to read. So we had a library time, if you please. And uh, Mrs. Watson made sure that we read them. We read it, we enjoyed it. We even discussed it between, you know, we said, oh, I like this, I like naughty this, I like naughty that. So we learned how to interact with each other about the books that we read. So it went on, the regular classes, the physical exercise, which we really didn't like very much, but a little bit of games like seven tiles and running around the Darbar Hall. And uh, that's it, studies. And we were not really nerds, you know, we studied as much as we need to do, but uh, not too much. Because there was no pressure on us. You have to perform like this, so you have to perform like that. Neither did Mrs. Watson, Mrs. DeFries, or Her Highness, or anybody told us. They said, study. That's it. So for us, study was a part of life, not like the most important thing in life. I think that's really a great way of education to make us like it, to learn, and not study to get marks or compete with each other. Yeah, compete. We had no competition, the five of us, but we didn't compete with each other because, again, there was no pressure, either from our parents or from teachers or from Her Highness or His Highness that we should perform this way or that way. We just performed. When I look back, I feel so blessed that we had a schooling like that. Well, that's it for this segment. I'm going to tell you in my next segment of my Sochcast, A, I've changed my podcast into Sochcast, okay? Because I'm also going to talk about not only my experience, but what I learned from it and what uh, I thought about those things. So I'll call it Sochcast. So the next segment of my Sochcast, I'll talk to you about the companions. I've already told you who they were, but we'll speak more about each one of them. So till then, bye-bye.